correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. www.d20radio.com Welcome to Opcast, Arms Around the Trinity Continuum. Our podcast does in-depth reviews of the books covering everything from first edition to the newest story path edition of the materials published for this Trinity Continuum, including Aeon, Aberrant, Adventure, and more. I am Scott Cuban, host of this here podcast. You can also find me at Simulacra TV on, TV, on YouTube and Twitch, and on that there zombie of a social media platform at Simulacra RPGs. And all of that is for the actual play studio, Simulacra Studios, that I do that does a lot of Trinity Continuum. And I am Josh Heath, the other regular host of this amazing podcast, Stupendous Podcast, that is a member of the D20 Radio Network. If you are unfamiliar with the D20 Radio Network, I recommend you go to d20radio.com and check out all of the various podcasts that are part of the network, including Dice for Brains, an actual play RPG podcast delivered to you live by a troop of actors. If that's your thing, you can check that out. It's called Dice for Brains, and you can find them at diceforbrains.com. Scott, today we're talking about two very, three, I should say, three very strange Trinity Continuum books. Strange for a number of reasons. We are entering into the era of the first edition releases that don't necessarily qualify for the word releases. It's about this time, late 90s, end of the end of the millennium, that the Trinity line started to have trouble. Wasn't really hitting all of its numbers as far as White Wolf was concerned, which was, I, I recall, a, a an infuriating thing as a fan because I dearly loved loved and do continue to love these books and was very sad that it looked like we weren't going to be getting much more of them. But that does not mean that books were not being written and developed in some stage or the other. It's just that their future was uncertain. And indeed, two of these products did not get official releases. The one that did get official release is the Field Report Media, and the two that did not are Oceana and Corporate Life. Uh, now, how can we review something that didn't get released, Josh? How, what, how, I don't understand. The magic of the internet, even in the year 2000, was that you could take most of a written book in some in one case oceana almost a laid out book even and put it into a pdf and put it onto the internet and it stays there it persists in the tubes for many many years even when those tubes no longer exist yes. anymore well my my understanding is that when the writing was on the wall mm -hmm. that the people uh in charge of the line and with, you know, tacit cooperation with the, the corporation that was White Wolf, let these things slip 
as a gift, as kind of a gift to the fans. It's basically an acknowledgement, you know, we, we know that there are fans out here and we, we're not going to be able to release these. So we're going to give it to you. We're just not going to talk about it, basically. Yep. And, and here's an interesting like side note that fits into this story, mm-hmm. right? White Wolf, even at this time, was still writing a book at least a month, right? Mm-hmm. With the basic plan of get a book written and publish it within 60 to 90 days was their schedule, right? That is, uh, it was almost unheard of then and now completely preposterous, right? Yeah, that an RPG company would do this. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, the, we were living in the heyday of like the 90s.com boom. Uh, you know, everything was, you know, it was it was a false economy in many ways and was obviously not sustainable but it led to the mass production at least in this little corner of the of our hobby of white wolf books and yeah it wasn't sustainable and you know it, it but regardless we have text computer text copies of these two books and that's going to be a thing going forward because yep. there were a number of these books in both Trinity and in Aberrant uh, that we're going to be talking about uh, as we go through this era of of the development. Because basically, the line's going to be petering out. Uh, the releases are going to get more and more sporadic, and we're gonna yeah we're gonna eventually hit that wall where yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna be, run out of books. Yeah, eventually. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. be done uh, yeah. with with what what we have, and essentially, well, I mean, we'll have to talk about what the podcast looks like when we're waiting for we're simply waiting for releases but we've got a good number of books on the pipeline before that conversation has to happen and and that'll be fun for both us and the listeners for sure and there's one other thing i just want to add like these books existed in a few different formats right online mm -hmm. right there was the, the pdf and then there was an entire website and i believe and Steve Kenson can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Steve and either Ian or someone else in that spectrum of people set up a website called Brainwaves, right? Mm, Where several of these things were put very Mm -hmm. intentionally to say, hey, this is the place where you will find them. Now they're on the White Wolf Wiki and a few other places, but like, there was this very intentional, like, we're going to make these available. I know you mentioned that before, but like, if you hear any of these terms, I'm going to be mentioning brainwaves every now and then, like, that's what I'm referring to is that website and material that was sort of set up to hold them. And there was also a a number of fan initiatives of like Mm -hmm. fan produced books. So it's Eon Online. That was one of them that I recall. I don't think we're going to be talking about any of those books because they are firmly fan books. Yeah. Good. I mean, I I enjoyed quite a number of them, particularly their India book was was very cool in my opinion. But yeah, we're not going to be talking about those. But hopefully, there. I don't know if they're out there still. It would I be hope. really cool if they were. If it, let's say this to the fans, mm-hmm. maybe to Ian Watson, if you are listening to this and you have access to any of those fan materials. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them in a long time. It would be cool if someone was like, hey, here are all these. We might not review them, but it would be cool to have them at the very least. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're they're indicative of a, a healthy and devoted fan base at the yep. very least. Yep. 
So yeah, so let's go ahead and start talking about these books. The first one we're going to talk about is Media. This is the one that got a release, and it pro has probably what I'm betting is, Josh, your least favorite cover of all time. <laughs> yeah, this cover is horrendous, right? Uh, yeah, we've talked several times about the holographic style of uh, early Trinity books, uh, where they kind of try and represent the three-dimensional hologram technology of the Aeon era. And this is a nightmare of that. It's it's one, it's a it's a single person, but like a good dozen or so heads of that same person in different expressions and positions. Real, real not it's it's eye bleach. I mean it's real eye bleach if you're not if you're not into this style. It's also the exact same expression, just mm. in different directions. Oh, it's yeah, the same right. head, just pointed in different ways. So it kind of looks like a different. It's it's real. It's yeah. Real, it's weird looking. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts about media, Josh? What 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 do you think about this as an overall book? This is of the three. This is the one that I actually think has little useful nuggets. Mm -hmm. Some of this. Some of all three of these books really did get updated in yes. the Trinity Continuum books that we have, right? Mm -hmm. In the Aeon books that that are currently out there. But I like, we've talked about this before, yeah. that we like the kind of in-worldy bits. And yeah. media has good in-worldy bits that I'm like, oh, I would include these as little mm -hmm. snippets to give to players. Like, someone is watching this show right now, right? Or someone is yeah. doing this thing, like it gives you good grist for those males. Absolutely, it does. I think a lot of what you're going to have, particularly in media and and corporate life, is updated in mission statements. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of, like, mission statements really took this and, and made, it, made it live. Like, this is at the, what you're going to be using this for is supplementing the book mission statements, at least those yep. two. Yep. Uh, because those really those really give you actually better and more flesh out because these are tiny books. These are incredibly tiny books. Um, and mission statements actually let this topic breathe a little bit more. But uh, some of the things I really like about this book uh, is that it describes uh, kind of the state of media and how people consume things you know, it, it, it's it, it's actually very prescient, in my opinion, for a late 90s book, yeah. uh, because it describes a media where a lot of people consume stuff at home because a, you know, home AV equipment is really advanced. And the OpNet allows you to get tons of content at any time you want uh, without having to rely on a schedule. And when people go out to consume media, they go to things called spectacles which are these huge, massive budget, multimedia, like arena-sized holographic projections with sight, sound, smell. And I think that we're we're kind of, or almost there in, in yeah. 2023. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got streaming services, we've got really fancy TVs, you know, and when I, I know when I go out to see a movie, it's to see something like a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie, something that benefits from being on a big screen with a huge sound system. And I think that that was really prescient of this book. Yeah, I I completely agree with you that they 
were really so it, it feels like several times in aberrant and aeon that they had a crystal ball right mm -hmm. and they're like cool this is what the future will be like and they really we've mentioned this before they get a couple of things so right and then the things they get so wrong you're like okay sure kind it of was two, 2000 and looking forward so of course you're going to get a couple of things mm -hmm. not exactly right but like they get things like reality tv right mm -hmm. which is already starting in that era but they like kind of go well what would this look like a couple of hundred years in the future yeah. in this aeon setting and i think they really get it in a really neat way like i think it's like yeah what would it be like if you could record the day of some random celebrity on mm -hmm. a on a phone you know or something like that right and have mm -hmm. it like click like a clock for some reason for a certain yeah. amount of minutes mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it really does you kind of look at it and go i can see all of this working right i can look forward i can steal all these ideas and go cool this is what a futuristic version of a youtuber is going to be yeah. it's it's totally on board absolutely it is and this book is filled with like you said josh in world examples which is something that you don't get a lot of in mission statements which is so it's a great companion i think you know the i i love the description of like all the tv shows that are kind of on like strike force scion that's fun that is a fun thing in my opinion this idea of this like like animated show depicting the life of a scion team which is kind of like this weird mirror of like you the characters are going to be a scion team right and and you have this thing in the world that's depicting quote unquote your life and you know it's obvious propaganda it's obvious like sensationalism and whatnot so i think that's fun that is a fun thing to throw at your players to to kind of have themselves mirrored back to them in a way that may or may not represent the truth. Imagine if you end up at like accidentally going to a convention, mm -hmm. right? Or maybe even intentionally, right? You said there's a, a convention happens in the same area your scions are at. And I love the, the, the biokinetic suit that they mm -hmm. show in several of the art pieces. And they use that for the strike team, mm -hmm. right? What if your, you know, biokinetic or maybe it's an electrokinetic, I don't remember which particular sign it is, but what if they are using a similar suit, right? And then mm -hmm. people are like, oh, it's the guy in like cosplay. Or, yeah, it's like, oh, that's a great costume. Or like, oh, yeah, it, it's really cool. Yeah. So that's a fun thing to play with. Yeah, there's just, there's just a lot of little things in this. Something that you definitely owe yourself to pour over, especially if you're dealing with the less the, the more earth-based stuff like if you're dealing with you know if you're on earth if you're dealing with people you know not, not so much if you're dealing with like going out into space and dealing fighting aliens and whatnot but if you're doing like you know sort of the more cyberpunk or you know neo-noir uh, styles of play that aeon presents then this is a really good thing to sort of ground your campaign in a culture yeah the other thing that I think is really useful here is the bits and pieces of aberrant lore. Yes. In the way that you're like, okay, aberrant's already out. We have this book. How do people in the Aeon era actually think about this material that has largely been suppressed, yes. right? 
And when it resurfaces, what is done to either A, repress it, or B, bring it to light in a way that keeps the spin happening? Yeah, I mean, that aspect of it really is, it's very much more of an artifact of first edition than Trinity yeah. Continuum, because the repression of information is much more on engaged in in first edition they the the, the sort of the, the the case in point of this is a case study of some kids talking about like scion media or you know like other sort of just fantasy or media and then a kid finds a cache of old comic books or some sort of some sort of media about novas yeah and he's all like yeah these novas could kick your legionnaires ass and they're like super powerful and really cool. So you get the impression that the term Nova is just not a thing in at least right. in this version. Whereas I believe in Trinity Continuum, people know the word Nova. Like they understand, like it's not been scoured and suppressed, this idea of the golden age. And, you know, like, like it's more concrete in people's mind about the true history of things. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's there though, but the interesting thing in Trinity Continuum is project rewrites still happened. It did. Right? So there is still an element, and you really see this in Anima, I would say even stronger than Aeon, mm -hmm. like in certain places in particular, the FSA, Japan probably, the United Republic, these places are going to have really suppressed versions of mm -hmm. the Nova story, right? So I, I think if you, depending on where you place this, right, yeah. these materials are all relevant if you're playing in Cascade City or yeah. if you're playing in any of those places, right? Yeah, I just, I, I think it's, it's in the art that you see it, that these, that the Novas that they're talking about are clearly Team Tomorrow members. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is very cool. Like, it's, it's a very great link between that. But there's other things that I really like in this. They talk about sort of black market media. That section was really intriguing to me. It's it's a definitely a dollop of '90s edge. Yeah. In this, there there is some <laughs> '90s edge. I don't mind the content in this particular section. I think that you know it's fine. It's definitely you know a bit risque in some places. You know, talking about having like hollow experiences with you know celebrities who have been essentially deep faked in sexual scenarios and like you know that's gross yeah. but i think for if you're going to have like a cd underbelly in a, in a cyberpunk setting that sort of stuff would happen they even talk about combat experiences of like underground pit fighting that you can live through and like they explain, like there's one scenario where someone has captured an aberrant, and you you embody someone who is fighting that aberrant, and that's that's gnarly. That's a that's a plot hook right there. I mean, yeah. that's a that's an amazing plot hook right there. It's a super cool plot hook, and I again like to me, you could steal that for Anima really easily mm -hmm. too, oh, yeah. and it would be super cool. Maybe it's in glass, maybe it's not in glass, but. Mm -hmm if there's a glass enhancement for that experience right if you are yeah. actually fighting a, a thing in person and then there's also this ar like element that's happening at the same time there would be all kinds of cool stuff you could do with that because what i'm envisioning is an aberrant who can manipulate the ar elements around you Ooh, yeah 
which would be freaky and like your players would be like oh my gosh what's happening mm, yeah be cool, I mean, like, cool things yeah or maybe like an aberrant that can like it's been captured in ar and it can it can like teleport itself and infect things and like yeah. kind of like the ring a little yeah. bit like yeah. the image, the image of it contains a shard of its power, and then it can use that to propagate itself. Very, very cool idea. I like that a lot. But yeah, so media, I think is a is a great supplement to all the media cultural stuff that we got in, in mission statements. Yep, and particularly like you have to steal this image of Jake Danger Aberrant Hunter. Oh, you absolutely have to. It's terrible. And amazing in its terribleness, right? Like mm -hmm. it is, I would love to see this on like a billboard or something like that, or like mm -hmm. a recreation of this would be, it would just be chef kiss. I like it. Yeah, that's, that's some fun stuff. I believe it was hinted at some place that Jake Danger Abert Hunter is, is a character that has survived from adventure. Yep. And that's funny. Like that's just a great, a great little, little chef's kiss moment. But yeah, so like I said, media, solid book, really cool. Let's go ahead and move on to corporate life. What would mm -hmm. what what mm -hmm. are your opinions about this one, Josh? All right, so corporate life is very interesting mm -hmm. because it it tries to both provide a critique of corporatism and capitalism through a, a corporatist perspective, but also almost leans into that sort of capitalist corporatist thing in a in a way that I'm like, this is clearly written by a, yes, smaller, but a corporate entity, right? Mm -hmm. And you just get a somewhat sense of that, at, even in the critique. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's almost like this problem has persisted to this day. <laughs> it's funny. It sounds familiar to something yeah. that I've heard of recently. Yeah, real recently. Like <laughs> this is still around. Like it's still hard for corporate RPG companies to criticize corporate corporations and somehow. Yeah. I wonder why that is. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I, I didn't really enjoy my read of this, actually. I think yeah. it was like yeah you're absolutely right it kind of like tries to do both things of like making these places sound interesting and like whatnot while also providing this kind of half-assed critique of it which you know you gotta go one way or the other in my opinion you know obviously i'm gonna enjoy a more critiquing version of it but trying to do both really kind of just dilutes it yeah i think you know I honestly don't have much to say about this because I think that mission statements did it far better yeah. uh, than anything that we have here. There's not a lot here that I can recommend you use as a supplement other than the in-game perspective. Yeah. I am really in the same boat where even the corporations here, I'm like, just use the stuff in mission statements yeah. instead. Mm -hmm. Right. No, and I feel like you can tell this was uh, a written but not fully baked book. Yes, right? absolutely. It's not not baked. I mean, uh, I know that the version that I can get my hands on is not even a PDF. It's a JPG. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not easy to get your hands on 
So I'm I think I'm gonna give this one a rare skip it. Yeah. Even I'm trying to pull out something. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a little bit of Orgotech stuff in here. That's true. Uh, but it's not enough for me to tell you to go find this because you're gonna it's gonna have a hard time finding it, right? Mm -hmm. It is on the, the White Wolf Wiki. You can get the link to a semi-PDF version of this, but really just read mission statements and read the other one. Read any of them, actually. Yeah. Like <laughs> read any of the modern books, and you're gonna get all the stuff you need. There's there isn't yeah. really anything yeah, explicitly you're, here. You're absolutely right. I mean, you might get one or two corporations that didn't make it over to the conversion of the new setting that you know may be something that you're interested in, something that you want to try and update yourself. But yeah, you're right. This is not a very ba well baked book. It, it definitely could have used a couple of passes, and yeah, not just not worth your time. Yep, for sure. I think Oceana is kind of halfway between the the media and corporate life. I think Oceana has a lot of interesting seeds of ideas. And we certainly got, there's certainly more here in terms of just like raw number of places than we get in, say, Terra Firma or yep. any of the other books discussing Trinity Continuum Oceana. You get so you get a lot more, like I said, you get places and like the core idea of places with a little bit of information about them, but they're not they're, they're not baked well. Yeah. There's one thing I would if you want to use Fangtown in Oceana, mm -hmm. you should read Corporate Life to know who Fangtech are. Yes. Because Fangtech is the corporation who owns Fangtown. Mm -hmm. Fangtown is one of the towns in quote unquote Oceana, right? One of the, the underwater cities. You don't actually have to mm -hmm. <laughs> read it to you. If you want the full perspective, that would be the thing that I'd be like, okay, dig into it so you can see it from every angle. But that is the one of these cities I would actually say to not use right it yeah. doesn't really fit in trinity continuum aeon so it really don't yeah i think probably the most interesting one so so we've got pearl city which is something that did get ported over which is like this very sort of up and coming like sci friendly like a, a place where you can go as a scion to kind of be a celebrity I think that's interesting. I yep. think that it plays with a little bit of the same gas that Aberrant plays with in terms of celebrity culture. Well, this gets an update in 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 our in the new edition. And something that didn't get an update, which is the Chin the Chin Embassy in Oceana, Chinjing. Yes. If I'm pronouncing that right. Where they you know, basically it's not their embassy for humans, it's their embassy for cetaceans which is something we've discussed in previous Trinity books, is this idea that the Chin are very interested in the other sentients that live in our planet, according to them. And I really like that. I think they 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 give a lot of detail about what's going on with the Chin-Cetacean relations in this book. I would say that is the one section you must read if you're mm -hmm. a Trinity Continuum person, because it 
makes the chin more three-dimensional for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're fine. Like, I yeah. do not do not dislike them at all, but it makes them, they are weird to begin with. Let them be weird, right? And this is a weird, it weird from a human perspective that you'd be like, okay, cool, I get it, but I don't, what's going on here? What is the plot? Like, there is a thing behind mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, I would love as a storyteller to just seed this and then have players start coming up with random ideas and then steal the most bizarre idea they come up with and be like, yeah, yeah, that is the answer to this, right? Absolutely. Like this idea that, you know, the chin are having this relationship with dolphins and whales. And and, and that's, I mean, given the fact, given the, the sort of the multi-factionality of the chin, like this idea that maybe uh, some of the houses of the chin are, are, much more interested in talking with the cetaceans than they are the humans and like that you know fast forward that a hundred years right and you know we have this sort of like this sort of dual dual but also competing alliance between the people of earth wouldn't that be chin, cool yeah the chin may be like slipping technology to 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 whales and dolphins to try and like bring them up and we may have to to have some competition for the the dominant species of the planet that's a cool idea yeah it it lets you play with those factions of the chin in a way that you're like oh yeah no big deal like i know they're sort of like have some disagreements holy cow why are these whales attacking us all of a sudden yeah exactly <laughs> or, or or even even weirder why is whale tech biting into our market share right <laughs> like why why are we now having to have economic competition with like the dolphin you know undersea courier business yeah absolutely it, whatever weirdness you like really go strange with it right like suddenly there's just all of this like kelp infused food on the market and you're like yeah. where did this come from like you it's literally coming from dolphins and whales farming this and mm-hmm. under like just deep enough undersea i don't know you could do totally cool strange things with that yeah at the end they give an other archaeologies oceologies mm-hmm. yeah they're the, yeah but under other under undersea archaeologies uh archaeologies yeah 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 mm-hmm. or they give a couple of of examples of stuff again stuff that not a lot not all of this got brought over but they're seeds they're seeds of ideas that you can use if you really wanted to run an oceana based game i think I think that if you want to deal with Oceana, this is actually a pretty pretty neat necessary book because it provides more sort of raw data and raw seeds of ideas than we get in Trinity Continuum for Oceana-based stuff. Yeah, for sure. And you get like New Tampa, mm-hmm. knowing about New Tampa and Makaroshima to me are the other ones I'm like, those do get referenced in Trinity mm-hmm. Continuum, right? And Makaroshima is the Nip Nipponese arcology that in Trinity Continuum, if I remember right, they seceded. Yeah, they're they they seceded. Right? It's it's kind of, in my opinion, kind of like a China Taiwan scenario. Yeah, where they've seceded, but Nippon really hasn't acknowledged that secession. Right. So yeah, it's and it's a tense political situation. They talk more about Sai Nippon here, which 
you know, I, when I when I reread this, I was really excited about it. But then it kind of does the same thing that Trinity Continuum does about sign upon, which is more like talk around sign upon yeah. rather than talking about sign upon itself. Yep. Uh, which it is talks, kind of a shame. I know. Right? I want. I've all like that's always been a cool idea. I've always wanted more about them. Like it goes so far as to say like they are jokingly referred to as the Ninth Order, but but it, it talks more about how the other orders are interacting with it or using it. They don't really talk much about it itself. And I would like to see more. Yeah. Here's my plot that I would actually set up with sign upon, right? Mm -hmm. um, a, a Doyen has mm. given them a, a Prometheus chamber. Ooh. They are really, truly their own separate order. They just kind of play off every now and then. They will send a few people to the other orders, so the other 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 orders think, okay, sign upon are only like these people we have like awakened, right? But not true, right? It just adding something like that, even if it's a rogue doyen from that, like yeah group doing that be like ha i'm gonna i'm creating my own little pocket of humans that i can manipulate yeah kind of like a cool. kind of like a like a rogue doyen cult like someone yeah. who's someone who's like ah no I, i'm i've got something an ace up my sleeve yeah that would be really cool and that would be kind of a really like a tragic story because you know they're already an isolated population in terms of like political and you know they're most mostly young people so that could go real bad real quick. I, yeah. I do like that. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity to which direction you want to go. Cause you could mm -hmm. go real horror, 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 yeah. or you could go, okay, this is not great. Let's help them out. Right. Or, you know, Yeah. We can help them out. Or you could tell a really hopeful story. You could, you mm -hmm. could do a, a solar punk story of like, yeah, it started out that way, but then we could, we kicked that guy's ass. Like a couple of our, of our scions figured out what was going on and like you know took it for ourselves and now now we're this thing um or even the doyen's actually a good doyen ooh, like yeah. one of the few that is like what is going on with my species they're all like messed up from this like generation these thousand millions of years of trauma that we've mm -hmm. induced ourselves with yeah, like one one that like the last time that it had its memory reorganized, it just like the pieces fell into place and it had a moral compass. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> get that out of there. We don't need that. But yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like the, there's a little sort of media archive clip about a Scion rights rally that turns violent. That's a very cool bit of in in game in world media about you know an event that characters can get involved with or investigate but yeah i i i there's a lot of really good tidbits in oceana yeah yeah i i i know you said like it's kind of middle of the ground and i i i would personally say it's about 80 percent readable okay. worth reading fair enough the the 20 is certainly there where i'm like hmm fang town I'm just kind of ignore that exists. Yeah, but, pretty much. You know, there's good stuff here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a solid little book, and definitely something that you know, if you want, if like I said, if you want to do Oceana stuff, like as a part of a major part of your game, this is a good thing to read. Yeah, agreed.
So we've got these three little books, tiny bite-sized Trinity supplements. Two of them useful, one of them not really. Uh, and yeah, I love that they put these out. Like I love the Trinity Field Reports like in general as a concept because they're they allow themselves to drill down on niche concepts that you know not necessarily would fit in like an order book or a, or a, an adventure supplement that really lets them breathe in an idea and i really like that that they did that and it really helped flesh out and establish the setting i agree i i really think that looking back on these the folks that pitch the the tasty bit as an idea mm -hmm. looked at these and went these people liked these right mm -hmm. people enjoyed these small little supplements that gave you just a, a a little focused thing um i remember some of the aberrant ones being like people were like wow this is you need this tiny little book right yeah yeah i mean the the, the aberrants mm -hmm. you know xwf like mm -hmm. Yeah, there was really they were really good ideas. You're right; these are precursors to the tasty bits, and I'm glad that we're seeing more of that. Yeah, I agree. It's nice that the the official stuff is like, "Hey, we know you could create this com community content, mm -hmm. but here's just something that if you're playing a very specific type of game, that we're going to support that material with this real cool idea that an author had." Mm -hmm. I'm totally on board with it. Yeah, it's a great thing. But yeah, so we'll be continuing to review these not quite released books as time goes on because there's there's a handful of them, but I definitely think they're worth talking about. But beyond that, I think that you should probably keep your arms around the Trinity Continuum.